For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Baby, lock them doors and turn the podcast on. I like to sing it a podcast on. And we're gonna do it till the break of dawn. Just turn your podcast on. Very many Monday chunkies. I'm Carter. I'm Doge. Josh Turner, please. I know you're listening because your lawyer sent you this, the MP3 of this episode. We're chill, dude. Just we're chill. We're just dudes. Don't have to sue us. I'm Jordan, and it's fair use, and there's nothing he can do about it. <laughs> Early in the morning, talking it over, me and God. That's one of my favorite <laughs> songs of him. He, he talking about how him and God are two peas in a pod. Yeah, right, bro. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> guys, uh, <laughs> I, I want us to start this podcast with a conversation around a movie. Is that okay? Mm, does that sure. feel? That does sounds that feel, like a great place to start. Like something a movie. We do. I hope yes. we can handle it. Is it okay? Um, we are realizing this is something that's kind of been a trickle of a conversation just with within these here uh, pod boys mm. that was eventually brought up because of box office ball, uh, because of looking at movie earnings into our Discord. And then it just, it keeps growing. There's a big conversation right now around Dune. Uh, the Denis Villeneuve, mm. uh, you know, Tim Chalamet, Zendaya, Josh Brolin, um, Jason Momoa, big movie coming out in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it feels like there is a lot of pressure on this movie. And let me explain a little bit uh, if you haven't really been been looking too much into that. But there's something going on here that has a lot to do with the variable of the season that we're in, you know, literally Delta variant here in Dallas County, we had uh, a County judge override something that our governor said about masks. And so now it's kind of like, we're f- semi back to square one. The, the difference in walking around Dallas right now is there's not as much of a fear as an exhaustion for those right. that have been vaccinated. <laughs> right. You yeah. know, it's like, I know I, I'm, I know I'm vaccinated. So if it comes to me, it's not going to be the worst thing in the world, but why, why have, you know, uh, and I think I we would endorse on this podcast to go do that. Uh, oh, sure. Uh, yeah, 100%. I, I think there's no selfish reason to say that, honestly. I was going to say selfishly so that we can get into the movie theaters again so I can go see Dune in an IMAX theater. But I'd also um, love for you to not get sick. So Yeah, I would also love mm. for you to not get sick. Um, but so the interesting thing about this is, uh, I believe, is it, is it Warner Brothers that is yes, the production the company? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So... Dune is going to be simultaneously cast on HBO Max at the same time. Denis Villeneuve wrote a very great article, a a letter essentially, uh, an open letter to Warner Brothers that I would recommend y'all go read, uh, those of you that are listening, and then even my pod boys if you haven't read that. uh, Just kind of him talking about the importance of, it puts a pretty 
good spotlight on the importance of movies going to the theater, right? The importance of that and creating that culture, uh, making money uh, for the production company. He's essentially saying things in that letter that are like, you know what, you're really just doing this as like to to have money from home. It's not as much about movie business anymore. It's about just your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's tough about it is all of us agree, all the pod boys, me, Jordan, and Doge, we do believe this is going to be a good movie. Oh, yeah. And would either of you like to expound upon why why is Dune a unique blockbuster? Yeah, I think to me what it essentially boils down to with Dune specifically is Dune is a sci-fi movie like a Blade Runner, um, more similar to like a Blade Runner or... Um, Arrival than Star Wars, but it's going to be epic on the scale of a Star Wars, and yet it is getting the um, the release time frame of an Oscar movie with an Oscar winning cast. Like this is this movie looks like it should be up for Best Picture if you just read about it, mm-hmm. but yet it is also kind of getting a blockbuster style. Um, ad campaign not as prevalent as like a Marvel or a Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie but if you just if you watch the trailers it looks like the kind of movie that you're just going to be blown away by so there yeah. are these two competing ideas that I'm so happy to see are actually working together here which is genuinely good movie and huge blockbuster are coming together so I think Dune really has the potential to depending on how audiences react um, set the tone for what it means to be a blockbuster moving forward. Mm-hmm. Like a or, true or, blockbuster. Yeah, or just break off into a different timeline, right? There's yeah. going to be blockbusters that stay the same way. Oh, but then for sure. it's, it's going to be like, you know what? You you can also do this, which I'm I'm fully for. And yeah. I'll, Doge, I'll let you have a moment in a little bit, but I just thought about how, you know, when you think about, like Lord of the Rings is uh, uh, an Oscar-heavy uh, semi-blockbuster. That's one of the things that we we came closest to. And granted, yes, right. Star Wars did have Oscar nominations, but it's uh, it's really only ever the technical things, right? Right. Sure. It's the, I can't believe you could pull this off kind of stuff. It's never really, honestly, when we start looking at screenplay and writing yeah, and sure. acting, in a couple of weeks, we're going to review One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It's one of only a, two or three movies ever that have had like the five big, right? But yeah. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and Silence of the Lambs, are phenomenal movies, but they are not blockbuster movies. Those things hardly ever go hand in hand. The closest we ever really got to that was Ian McKellen did get a nomination for acting as Gandalf. And that Mm. was a huge deal. There had been rumors at Endgame that Robert Downey Jr. might get an Oscar nomination. But really, ever since Ian McKellen, there's only ever really been rumors. For some reason, the Academy is kind of hesitant to do that. I think they don't really want to cross those streams, right? Another movie that sure. we're going to review soon, Scorsese, feels like the kind of person who is against uh, necessarily doing like an Oscar movie that makes bukus of money. I know there's The Departed, yeah. there's Gangs of New York and stuff, but it's weird. Doge, what's your opinions on? I think it's it's weird because I think Dune has the potential to be a, like we're we're all going into it hoping that it is a, uh, a kind of outlier because statistically yeah. our, our high earners every year are the Marvel movies, the Fast and Furious movies, 
and then like a kid's animated movie. Yeah. yeah. Or you know a, J- I mean? a James Bond. We've got or one of James those this Bond, year. but yeah. they're all like franchise movies. You know what I mean? Like, like Fast 9, you've got to watch every other Fast and Furious before you watch that. Like this Dune has the potential to be kind of at the ground floor of either another franchise or just at a non-franchise blockbuster. However, this is our second try at adapting Dune. It's a notoriously difficult text to get right on the screen. It is niche sci-fi that in a normal year, I can't imagine has a huge draw. You know what I mean? Because I think people are going to go see The Eternals, which feels very niche sci-fi, but that's Mm -hmm. because they like Iron Man and they like Spider-Man. So they're going to go watch these people because they're Iron Man and Spider-Man's friends. You know what I mean? Dune doesn't necessarily have that franchise interconnectivity working for it. I I have found it impossible to like land on a prediction that I feel good about. Right. About how well this movie will do financially. Yeah. yeah. Writers in the movie business, personalities in the movie business are having conversations very similar to what we're having today. Uh, especially with things of talking about how Eternals feels maybe kind of in the same family, right? But it gets sure. to, yeah. Yeah. it gets to ride on Marvel's back and Chloe Zhao, who is quickly yeah. becoming one of our favorite directors. Uh, who is going to be directing Eternals, got to have a sneak peek, uh, a viewing of Dune. And she was interviewed and she said uh, her she has the same fears that we do. Uh, <laughs> but I think one of the most encouraging things for her, and I know at least Doja and I were talking about it in Discord, was like, Chloe Zhao loves Dune. Like, she thinks it's a great movie. And that makes me very excited. So it's starting yeah. to kind of check at least one box because there still kind of is a mystery. We've seen stuff before. You can't assume that because it's a great cast and a good director it's going to be what that director and cast usually are capable of. Something sometimes can go off. That's just what's so combustible about movie making. Go look at Russell Crowe's Robin Hood with Ridley Scott. I mean, that's what happened the last time we did Dune. (laughs) Like Dune seems to be a cursed text because you have talented cast and talented director and it fell apart. Just sure. Just absolutely fell apart. So what what do we think if we're saying like, if we were just to have, I wish it was a shorter list, but let's do a short list of, this release, uh, uh, what is at stake with this movie? Warner Brothers, I think, has proven to be a really reactionary studio. Yes. The Hobbit. They're see, terribly, see Hobbit series. See Hobbit. See Suicide Squad. The way it was recut into a long music video because they were so afraid that people were going to dislike it the way they disliked Batman versus Superman. Right. Warner Brothers is has been incredibly reactionary, especially since the release of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 in 2012, 2011, because they don't have anything. Like they have nothing really bankable that is a consistent money printer and they haven't yeah. since Harry Potter. And so they're just looking for the next thing, looking for the next thing. And they're taking a big risk on Dune. And I think if Dune doesn't do like 800 million, a billion, Warner Brothers is going to feel like it's a loss and never make another sci-fi movie. They're going to yeah. be like, well, people don't like sci-fi. Time to make more whatever. Yeah. And that does feel like a lot. I think when I was even predicting, because uh, we're we're in a couple different places because I think it'll make more than Doge thinks it'll make. And I think maybe, Jordan, I don't, I don't remember what opinion you more aligned with. Are you somewhere in the middle between the two of us? My, Are you on Doge? my prediction, I don't think it's going to cross 500 mil. Okay, so yeah. you're more with Doge. Yeah, I, 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 think- I want it to cross... A bill. I, I just, yeah. I don't think it's going to be just yeah. the three or four hundred range. Unless I, things with Delta clear up very quickly 
yeah. instead of going the opposite direction, which is what it looks like, um, then I just think that you're going to end up with um, a, a quite a big list of people that would have gone to see it in the theaters that won't yeah. go to see it in the theaters. Yeah, I... I I guess I kind of have to just hope there's not a ton of people from Texas or Florida that even care about Dune, anyways. So, but because <laughs> it's, it's this is this is way less of a of a nationwide thing uh, than uh, it's now we're getting into this kind of smaller governments like it's yep. much less safe to cross this state border. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Doge. What if it makes eight hundred mil, but not necessarily in the box office? Say we pick up five fifty in the box office, two fifty yeah. on HBO Max. Do you think that's still okay? I don't know, man. I I, I hope so. But yeah. again, like I I feel like Warner Brothers is one of the studios that is hardest to predict. Yeah. Because I agree they are, with that. They are seemingly always looking to change up their business plan. Yeah. <laughs> because they're they're afraid they're getting left behind by Disney, who owns Marvel and Lucasfilm, right? They're getting left behind. They used to be a big franchise player with Harry Potter and with Lord of the Rings, and they're getting left behind. But yeah. Warner Brothers also knows about COVID. They have been... Sure. <laughs> you know, like, they're not going to be like, why isn't this movie doing the numbers we thought it was going to yeah. do? I think Warner Brothers... Look, I think the other thing that can save this movie, as long as Dune does some numbers, I think if the buzz around Dune is, whoa, what a movie, I think that can be just as influential in a studio's decision. When yeah. when people hire, look at Denis' track record. He's my favorite director, but I think most of his movies have lost money, even though they're all incredible. Like, yeah, for for my taste, for Jordan, Denis has not put out a stinker yet. Honestly, nothing even close no to way. a stinker. And so his track record speaks for itself, and yet he he consistently loses money at the box office because he's making movies that I don't think are traditional blockbusters that people want to go. You know, I'm not saying Denis makes these like high art, difficult to understand movies. I just don't think Blade Runner 2049 had the box office draw that the next Marvel movie or Fast and Furious sure, movie has. Sure, people aren't into the niche sci-fi. Right, but I think the other thing that could happen here with this movie, you would talk about what's at stake. Uh, I think that something very positive that could come out of this, if this movie is amazing, I think people are going to start courting Denis very hard. Because he's for, about to, for like big franchise projects for whatever man I yeah. he, he has to look we we love movies but we are not industry people inherently you know like none of us work in the industry if we see Denis and the massive amount of talent there you know the industry sees it and if he comes out and takes Dune which has historically been hard to adapt and make something that just blows people backwards, that's worth something. Yeah. It's interesting to note that, that Dune is sort of his La La Land, right? right. When, we, when we reviewed La La Land, we talked about how Damien Chazelle, his whole deal was like, I got to make a whiplash to prove to folks I can make a movie so that I can make La La Land, which is the movie right. I've always wanted to make. Right. Dune is the text that Villeneuve has always wanted to adapt. He's always wanted to make this movie. So he's definitely bringing his A game. I think probably none of us oh, are yeah. disagreeing that the quality, that it's going to be anything less than a buy that poster for us. Oh, like we're course. going into it really anticipating it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I just don't think it's going to make any money. Yeah. I think, for the purposes of, I think for the purposes of box office ball, it's going to be a low earner 
in comparison yeah. to the quality of the movie and and the strength of its cast. Yeah. I, I keep thinking of having my cake and eating it too. Having my cake is the movie will come out no matter what. I'll get to see yeah. the movie. Eating right. it is, because to me, it needs to make money for, and Denis would, he wrote even in his letter to Warner Brothers that like you're going to kill the franchise because it's not supposed to just be one movie. Uh, at yeah. least like another one. Like there's yeah. at least supposed to be, you know, a second or possibly third. And I think if it doesn't do well in the box office, <laughs> a production company has no reason to do another $180 million movie uh, to make it. But uh, right. some one of the last few things I want to say, uh, one of them as an encouragement is, remember, uh, Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture, right? So uh, these kind of things can happen. Granted, yeah. that is something that is... Uh, a, a completely different breed of movie. It was something that was just groundbreaking, even within something that had only existed for... Marvel Cinematic Universe, when Black Panther came out, for some reason felt simultaneously in its infancy and just like old hat. Like it felt like... Right, right. It, it, they keep making money, they keep making money, but to do something completely different, the Academy, which is a, a collection of people in movie business, actors, producers, writers, all sorts of stuff, uh, recognized that and wanted to put that on a pedestal. So maybe there's going to be some kind of campaign and there's a lot more politics to <laughs> putting people together and having a, a movie go up for the sake of movie business. We'll see. I don't know. The Academy's also done things that we're not too happy about. But <laughs> anyways, uh, Dune. So we, we bring that up, Chunkies, for you. And the reason I wanted to have this on a conversation taking up Mini Monday airspace <clears throat> is I would encourage you to go see the movie. Uh, if you feel comfortable, go to the theaters. That's only because you got it on your box office ball team. We don't we Look all? Look at you. No, I don't have it. I didn't get it. I don't. I think it's going to make $300 million. I, I'm fine to lose that. Just see, Dune. Uh, you can see it at home. You can go to the movies. You can see it at home. I think uh, it was already going to be a pretty historic occasion in movie business. Yeah. What we've thrown out there. And it's only getting more and more uh, opportunities to change the game some way or the other. And it's kind of terrifying. I don't, I don't like the feeling, um, but I'm, I'm excited. That might be one that if we feel comfortable, we should all go see together, guys. Yeah, yeah that would be fun. I think Most be definitely. Fun. Um, to uh, kind of start to wrap up this episode, we, we got to play a game. You know, let's, let's lighten it up a little bit. Every, every time you say we got to play a game, <clears throat> it just, I like my, all my, my muscles clench. Yeah. It feel like, kind of feels like Saw. Let's play a game. Want to play a game? Um, want to play a game? I thought you, you guys, how, y'all's, how you y'all's was a too, game? too much of a bummer. I like Jigsaw when he's more cheerful and he's like, how you feel, how you you feel guys, about playing a game? You guys want to play a little, play, you guys want to play a little game? Is that was accidentally, what's his face from the Morty show? Oh yeah. Oh, that's Rick great. And Morty. Um, <laughs> I've watched one episode. I don't know the names. I'm sorry. I know. Cause you called it the Morty show. I know. I forgot Rick's name for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's very embarrassing. How about we play a little bit of, Synops Us. Yeah. Okay. This is a fave. Okay. okay. If you've never heard Synops Us before, and I'm not talking to you, I'm not talking to the two of you, right? Because you've played it before. I'm talking about like to people listening. Mm. If you've never heard of Synops Us, we're using the IMDb app. We're going over to IMDb or the website. You can go on your desktop. Uh, and I'm going to do some movies that are pretty familiar to these boys, uh, kind of built around a theme here. Some movies that's familiar to them and they have to... Uh, one word at a time, alternating words, come up with a synopsis that is very close to the actual synopsis or actual meaning the most popular synopsis, the most pop synopsis mm-hmm. uh, on Synopsis. IMDb. 
the Sopopsis. I like Sopopsis. Um, the theme here is going to be kind of going into the theme of what our next series is. And while we have kind of handpicked some movies that talk a little bit about uh, counseling and a little bit about mental health, this is not the first time we've approached those. Uh, they end up coming up a lot in movies, and you'll hear more about that uh, on our episode tomorrow. But I want to do some movies we've already done okay. that had some pretty strong narrative lines that had something to do with somebody going to counseling. Let's start mm, cool. with the synopsis for Silver Linings Playbook. Hmm. I need, I always forget how we describe this. Proper names? Yeah. Yep. Okay. How many, and this is tough because there's not super recognizable names here. I'll let you say like uh, what this actor's character because mm, mm. you don't have to exactly have the name there and I can give you their character names. Um, how many of these proper names do you think is in this synopsis? How many names? Two, I think. Zero. Doge is right. It's two. Nice. So Doge will get to go first. Hey, Jordan. Do you remember Bradley Cooper or Jennifer Lawrence's name in this movie? No, he said we could just say their name and okay. he'll fill it in for us. Do you want to have their their names? Just tell me an actor and I'll give you their name right now so that you can Bradley Cooper, what's his name? Pat. 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 What's Jennifer Lawrence's name? Tiffany. Got to be Pat Tiffany. and Tiffany. Pat and Tiffany. That sounds like somebody trying to remember the name of Barb and Star. <laughs> I, I was going to say the the song Jack and Diane, the like uh, <laughs> Life Goes On. Yeah. Little Diddy. Sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> Don't buy the um, taste of freeze. Let's see. Sucking on chili dog. Um, I'm starting. First word. When. Statistically, I think 90% of our synopses start with when. Wait, when. is it one sentence? Oh, we, we do. Yeah, two, sorry, two sentences. Two sentences. <clears throat> okay. When. Pat is <laughs> sad. <laughs> he meets Tiffany, who dances a, a lot. Can I count a lot? Is yeah, one? sure, a sure, lot. sure. Period. Together, they decide. Two, crush a dance competition and get in <laughs> love <laughs> exclamation point <laughs> oh man silver linings playbook when pat is sad he meets tiffany who dances a lot Together, they decide to crush a dance competition and get in love. <laughs> the actual synopsis is, after a stint in a mental institution, former teacher Pat Solitano moves back in with his parents and tries to reconcile with his ex-wife. Things get more challenging when Pat meets Tiffany, a mysterious girl with problems of her own. Hey, is this also in Boston? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Mm. There's a big Eagles game. Oh, that's right. Line there. Yeah. Not bad. I've seen better. I've seen worse. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's now move on to Donnie Darko. Oh, okay. Okay. I think there is one proper name in this, in I, this guy. I also think there's one. 
You're both wrong. None. Mm, Jordan, okay. will let you go first, though. Okay. One sentence. <clears throat> this <laughs> boy crazy. <laughs> Semicolon. So times. There's an apostrophe on that. Okay. I was like, I don't understand that plural. There's an apostrophe. So time is. Yeah. Um, or was. Time is. Running. Wacky. And. Coming. To. Uh, stop. Stop. Kind of. Period. I like that. Time's running wacky and coming to a stop. I was going for coming out of his chest with the little beams. Yeah, we've never been on more different pages. I just kept trying to point you to the rabbit verbally. Be like, talk about the rabbit. Hey, talk about the rabbit. Hey, talk about the rabbit. I was trying to point you to the rabbit. Interesting. Pointing. We missed the rabbit, both of us. We circled the rabbit on accident. Donnie Darko. This boy crazy. (laughs) So time's running wacky and coming to a stop. Actually, y'all got it. Here's what's crazy. Y'all got it exactly right. <laughs> wow. That's what's I can't on believe that. After narrow, narrow. You got it. <clears throat> Get back up on that horse. After narrowly, narrowly. Yeah. No, yeah. that's the word. Guys, I have these moments sometimes in life where I realize how, how strange a word is to me. Being narrowly. Narrowly. Yeah. Narrowly, uh, narrowly, narrowly, narrowly. Life is but a dream. Yeah. See? Yeah. I hated that song. After narrowly escaping a bizarre accident, a troubled teenager is plagued by visions of a man in a large rabbit suit who manipulates him to commit a series of crimes. Donnie Darko. That movie is that boy, That's a wild that boy, movie, huh? That boy crazy. That's a wild um, movie. I think Silver Linings Playbook has been the best one so far in terms of like, proximity to the actual okay. synopsis. Closest. Let's end with a bit of couples therapy. Mm. How about how to lose a guy in 10 days? Okay. Okay. Mm. Okay. It now would be a great time for me to remember even anything about that movie. <laughs> I was looking back through our episode list <laughs> the other day and I was like, oh yeah, I guess we did watch that. I have no memory <laughs> of this movie at all. How many, uh, how many names you think be in here? Zero. Zero. One. Okay. One. Let me know if you want names of actors. What's Kate Hudson's character's name? Andy. My guess is that's the name. Am I starting this one? I started the last tie. Oh, no. I see. I seed to you. I give it to you. Okay. How important do you think the first word? It's, It's very important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The so it establishes around. it establishes whether we lead with a, a prepositional clause setting the scene, whether we're jumping right into it. Yeah, who who's here? Yeah, you know, a- it's it's the all the difference between Hawthorne <laughs> and Hemingway in terms of style oh. of synopsis that we're. How given. many sentences? One, un sentence. Catherine Hahn was our counselor in this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, straight up have fake, right? No memory of this. Yes. This yeah. is gone from yes. my mind. I don't remember if she's a real counselor, but their counseling scene is fake. 
and the counselor, whoever is doing it, is in on it, I believe. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're if right. I remember correctly, because I think they are friends. Okay, right. okay, all right. Was this the second Summer of Love? When did we talk about this movie? Summer of Love, for sure. I think it was, was the second It one. wasn't. So that was 2019? I think so. Lived a lot of life since then, boys. We were so ignorant back then. Such a baby. Okay, it's, this is so hard when you don't know. I'm trying to think of how to best set you up for success to just keep lobbing softies back yeah, at me. Yeah, give me easy words. Give me verbs. <clears throat> okay. While working. Nice. On stuff. <laughs> Andy is attempting to... Repulse love and also it's not going to <laughs> I'm I'm <clears throat> be think 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 before you say the next word. I'm I'm setting you up here, man. Here it is. Here it is. We're going to slam Ready? dunk this. It's going to be is, so good. This is the reason I woke up today. Easy. Period. That wasn't the word you were looking for? No. What word were you looking for? I wanted the triple tap and all right at the very end. Call it a day. Ah. Uh, While working on stuff, Andy is attempting to repulse love. And also, it's not going to be easy. Was, Benjamin Barry. For, it's not going. It's not going to be all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. right. Benjamin Barry, which is Matthew McConaughey's character name. Wow. Oh, we got I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know why they chose to do first and last. I don't think he's ever called Benjamin his Barry. Last name. Sounds like a comic book character. It does. Benjamin Barry is an advertising executive and ladies' man who, to win a big campaign, bets that he can make a woman fall in love with him in ten days what a synopsis on its head yeah it is called how to lose yeah. a guy in 10 days and the synopsis is all about benjamin barry and how he's going to have a girl fall in love with him in 10 days this writer watched how to win a girl in 10 days they watched the wrong movie yeah, yeah. this is what a what a what a male-centric point of view for a movie literally called how to lose a guy in 10 days what other movies did we watch as part of this series i remember watching this sweet home alabama Sweet, oh, sweet home okay. Babalama. Babalama. Sweet home Babalama. Was this around the Hitch what? times too? Did we watch Hitch as part Ooh, of this? Yeah. I mm -hmm. forgot okay. we watched Hitch. Yeah. Yep. That's a bad that feels like a hundred years ago, guys. Yeah. To end this episode and to begin to get primed for our series on counseling, what actor... Well, let's, look, we can do... Do you want to do what actor do you think would make a great counselor, or what character from a movie? What counselor would make a great actor? Um, <laughs> think about all the famous counselors I know. <laughs> uh, what character from a movie feels good to me? Okay, what character from a movie would you like to be your mm -hmm. counselor slash therapist? I'm Carter, and it's pretty simple. Yoda. Mm, yes. Nice. I'm Doge. Uh, Gandalf. 
Gandalf for sure. That's cool, man. I'm Jordan, and it's definitely Cal from Crazy Stupid Love. Mm, that's very good. Yeah. Didn't even have to think about that one. Can you imagine? I bet Gandalf would be late a lot. And if you ever like tried to get on to him about it, like, do you I'm think paying you know for what he time. would say? Yeah, of course. Do you yeah. think you know what he would say, Doge? I do. Yeah, I think I I think I do. A counselor is never late. <laughs> yeah. He would just be like, You need to you need to externalize the locus of control. <laughs> you gotta control everything in your life. I don't know. I can't do it, Ian McKellen. <laughs> I, that was my name. So they used to call me. How have we not? It's Surely actually we've tried that in the in the series. I bet we gave shots at it. We had to have. That is actually a better Christopher uh, Christopher Lee. Yeah, that is actually a better Christopher <laughs> Lee than it is Ian McKellen. <laughs> Twice the pride, double the fold. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.